Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. And yes, it does. And welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Thursday, June 21st, 2012, and we are live from the Sunshine State, a rainy day in Florida, but we appreciate you tuning in this evening, wherever you may be. And for our show this evening, we are focusing once again on truck driver health issues as drivers are having to become more aware of their health due to possible impending regulations and talk again about that BMI and sleep apnea and the impact that a driver's health choices could have on their future career. And our special guests this evening are Pam Whitfield and Don Jacobson, who have authored the first health and nutrition book focused specifically on the OTR lifestyle, Road Cooking, a long-haul driver's guide to healthy eating. And Pam is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator, with a master's degree in nutrition dietetics and an Emmy award-winning television producer, having produced programs uh, including medical and science documentaries for CBS, ABC, and PBS. And Don has been involved in the materials handling industry for over 20 years and is the author of four books, and he's also penned articles for Transport Topics, Outside Boys Life, and Adventure West magazines, and both of our guests appear regularly on Sirius XM 106 on the Lockridge Report, sharing their expertise with drivers on eating healthy and increasing their quality of life while living life on the road, and uh, Donna, of course, is with me as always, and Donna, you still hear from drivers about this health issue. It's still an ongoing thing. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, people are up in arms over, you know, especially the BMI uh, but then on the other hand, a lot of them, <clears throat> you know, want to attack that problem anyway of being overweight. So I think it's a matter of it kind of reminds me of like the EOBR issue. You know, people don't want to be forced into something um, if they choose to do it. You know, they want it to be because they want to be healthy and feel better. So it's it's kind of like that with the regulations. I think the regulation that comes up right now is going to be looked and frowned upon. Well, we're going to uh, talk about health regulations, what could be coming in the future for drivers as it relates to their health and their ability to maintain their CDL and driving career. And we'll discuss the importance and the how-to of eating healthy while living the difficult life of a professional over-the-road trucker. So our special guests, Pam Whitfield and Don Jacobson of Road Cooking, coming up on Truth About Trucking Live.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since truck were first used by the military in World War One. If you're considering starting your own owner-off business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, the truck is yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month and sometimes even less. A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilt's, Volvo's, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866-512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. <laughs> Name's cold. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way. Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you? I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having. Back in a bit. What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. Want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at your next stop. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. You know, Donna, you just got to love live radio. You know why? Why is that? Well, I was just counting our phone lines. We've got 50 phone lines here, and 41 of them are packed. Um, But guess what? What? Uh, I don't see Pam or Don. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Now, you told me area code. I was going through all the area codes. That's what I was doing during the break. You told me area they were calling in from area code 630? Uh, yes, that's what that's what he told me. Okay, I got a ton of area codes up here, but no 630. Okay. Okay, now I have uh I have two area codes from 662 which is Mississippi. Now, do you know where they where are they from? Um, hold on, I'm on I'm on their page. 
because if uh, listen, if you guys are on on there, just uh, I think you have to hit hit like the number two button or something to speak to the host, and that that sends up a flag so I can see where you're at because I've got forty I've got forty three lines now here full. So I'm, if you're on there, I don't see you. And did you what? Are you checking their Facebook or something, Donna? Yeah, I'm just checking. It, uh... I'd be really surprised because I just talked to them. Yeah, I know you were just talking with them, and and uh, this happened once. So I mean, how long we've we been doing this show? Uh, four years or so, and uh, and one of these may be them, but uh, I'm just looking for area code six three zero. That's what you were saying, and uh, don't see it. Well, I'll tell you what, Don. If you're on there, go on Facebook, and. So I'll, I've, I've got your page open now, so you could send a message on pay, on Facebook or something and see what your error code is, because I've got the 6301. Yeah, I'm looking at all of them. I've got uh, error code 859. See you there. Appreciate it. Where's 859? That's Kentucky. I have, uh, let's see. Uh, let me see. Colorado. And I have Illinois. Uh, where's this one from? Oh, I got California. Uh, well, they're just a, there's a, <laughs> there's just a whole bunch of them, but I don't see any six three zero. I guess we could kind of start in. We've got some you know topics we could just kind of uh, wing it. I know one of the things I want I wanted to bring up uh, tonight was uh, <clears throat> the the BMI that uh, is most likely going to be. I mean. Uh, a regulation back in April. Um, what is there more talk about the BMI? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, since since they, you know, announced it in April, and then drew back on it and said no. Well, I mean, just the fact that they did that, even though they drew it back, common. Um, so anyway, I know that's a big issue. Uh, the BMI of thirty-five. Um, is going to create sleep apnea testing and uh, some, you know, I mean, it, we know it's coming. I mean, we've been talking about it for two years, you and I, and yeah. on the radio and all the shows we've had, and uh, so it's no big surprise. But, you know, kind of like what we were saying before, um, <clears throat> the fact that drivers at this point, you know, are getting, you know, worried uh, for their careers and everything, and they want to get healthier and healthier. Well, I mean, are, are you, do you hear, are are you hearing from drivers as well, like through Facebook and emails? I mean, are is, are they showing a big concern about this? Well, I think they're angry. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty much the feeling I get. Hold on, I want to try to get on my... Um, I've got three windows open on my computer. Okay. <laughs> on my... Hold on a minute. Because uh, I tell you what, one of the biggest problems with this eating for these drivers, and and uh, and I go through it every night, and I'm not even over the road, but I I run those long night shifts, and it's that this 14-hour rule is a killer because, uh, well, you know, Donna, you see me dragging in every morning, and uh, I literally, you know, you don't have you don't even have time hardly to take stop and take a breath, let alone. Uh, pull in and you know try to figure out and have a decent meal. So, um, 
and I hear from drivers just as well, you know, through email and everything else telling me the same thing, you know. So really what that 14-hour limit does to to many, many drivers is they, it forces them to just run in when they can, grab a hot dog and a bag of chips, and take off. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, you, you wonder how can you help it. Now, we had Jeff Clark on about a month ago, and uh, he's part of the, the Driver Solutions Group. <clears throat> with the Trucking Solutions Group, um, and they had that show with uh, the conference with Ann Farrow yesterday, uh, which you know we can we can even discuss that. Um, but <clears throat> he was saying you have to be disciplined, and yeah, it is a rough life. You can either be a victim to it, or say I'm not going to let it get to me. But and these are conscious decisions. But. Uh, okay, I know it's easy for me to say, you know, you go ahead because well, I mean, better. You, uh, you you see the hours that I do. I mean, I'll I'll pull no. out, I'll pull out of the yard and won't have no time to stop for nothing, and I'll pull back into the yard right at 14 hours. I do my pre-trip. I'm at 14 and a quarter. I've literally had no time to stop for anything. So. I mean, you can discipline yourself, but how do you discipline yourself around a 14-hour rule that puts that much of a pressure on a driver? Uh, well, I guess, I guess I got to throw you in a truck and get you out there and <laughs> let you experience this. Yeah, well, I experienced stuff. We went on one trip together. That was it for me. <laughs> but, yeah, but we didn't have the 14-hour rule back then. I know. Well, anyway, it was enough for me. Um, but I, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. Related to OTR driving, you know, you're in a different situation. I mean, um, yeah, but I did it 28 years, so it's uh, a, <clears throat> you know, kind of work. I mean, it doesn't just affect OTR drivers. I mean, all drivers are on that 14-hour clock. Whether you're local, regional, over the road, you're still on that 14-hour clock. And the way some of these companies push you, uh, like I said, you don't even you you barely have time to stop and take a breath. Yeah, I, well, I can. I mean, I definitely can see the problem, but getting back to just the he, eating healthy part, um, I mean, I see a lot of people. I, I know uh, Kari and Lee, for example. I mean, she makes a conscious effort to, you know, buy uh, healthy food and to cook it in the truck. And I think, you know, that's pretty much what uh, the road cooking. You know, they do a lot of recipes. Well, now, you know, I, that's a that's a few times i've heard cooking in your truck now i thought you could i thought it was against regulations to cook in your truck no, a lot of a lot of drivers put a crock pot in matter of fact with um if some of you drivers can call in yeah our call in number three four seven eight two six nine one seven zero some of you otr drivers um can hear from you uh maybe it maybe it's has to do i don't remember the regulation maybe it has something to do with um you know, maybe having something like an open flame in the truck. Maybe a crock pot doesn't doesn't go along those lines. So this might be Kari right here. I'm not for sure. I have, don't have my little list up here, but uh, let me see. Let me see here. I got so many windows open. Um, I think yep seven seven two zero Colorado. That may be Kari, but we'll find out. Seven two zero from Colorado. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hello. Help out while you're waiting for your guests. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I had a feeling that might be you. Pretty good. Lee said hi. 
Hey Lee. Hey Lee. Okay, so let's hear your 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 uh, advice on cooking in the truck. Well, we when we had the um, APU, we used to run a microwave and crock pot, and I had an electric skillet and all that. We don't have that anymore. We do a lot of barbecuing. Lee is an awesome cook, and he loves to grill, so I'm very well taken care of. Okay, so he's the cook. Well, not a cook too, but. I have to okay. give him credit. Okay. I um I'm 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 looking in the chat room. It looks like William's trying to get in and he wants to know okay, I am in the queue. Okay, he's in the queue. Um great. Uh, Cuz I don't have the William, I don't have the uh the yep. screen in front of me like Alan does for all the callers. I only have the chat room like you do. Uh, I don't see him. I'll go ahead. I'll ask him here in the chat room. Okay, but anyway, um, I know you guys are really health conscious, and you watch your weight and your diet, and uh, of course you have, um, uh, you do a lot of physical labor because it's it's bed, right? There's a lot of tar yeah. and pains and all this stuff. Um, Bring on the long haul flatbedders special because I'm not hungry when I get done working. Yeah, well, I, I, freight, it might be just a, a little worse. I know, Alan, you were um, uh, household goods, so you had a lot of physical exercise, too, that went on with your job. Oh, you think? <laughs> that's back, uh, yeah, that's back when I was uh, young and strong, and I could I could pick a piano over my head. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I think I think the biggest problem lies and of course you moved freight too is uh when it's just freight, right? OTR, you just go from here to there to there and uh you know, there's not a lot of exercise. I think that's that's a big problem. And then if to boot, when you know, you go and eat and you're hungry and you're bored. I think boredom is a big thing, right, Alan? If you're just driving and I mean, oh yeah, I'm sure it is. It was for me, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's for Lee sitting over there right now. So yeah, it, it, boredom plays a big part. It's a big sedimentary life, you know. You're just sitting, you're just sitting there, you know, for just hours and hours on end. Okay, I'm reading the chat. Face the same challenges. Nutrition value as well as time to eat properly. Well, we'll pull Will, William in here. William, go ahead. I got your mic open. Hi, Alan. Thanks for having me on. Uh, hey. I, I wanted to say something if I could. You guys were talking earlier, both of you were talking about the, uh, the the challenges that you face. And it doesn't matter whether you're an OTR driver or, or whether you're local or, or what you may have. We all face the same challenges, you know, and, and within the 14 hours. When, when they push for these 14 hours, they have put a lot of stresses or stressors on us in the industry that weren't there before when we didn't have to have, you know, when we didn't have to finish the 14 hours from the time that we started. Um, Donna was very correct in saying that people rush in to grab something and rush back out because you don't have time. I mean, Alan, you've been out here a long time and so have I. We've seen mom-and-pop places where we all used to go in and grab a decent meal and sit and relax and enjoy it and, You'd actually have some vegetables. You'd have a good meat. You had, you'd have a good uh, starch. You know, now because of the time constraints, 
all a lot of these places are closed up not only because they can't get the customers in there, but because of the economy. But a few years ago when they started this 14-hour, we saw a lot of the smaller truck stops quit having restaurants. You know, they, they want the Wendy's. You know, all the new pilots are opening up with McDonald's or Subway or, you know, uh, and fast food choices. Uh, Deb and I strive very hard if we're somewhere that we find a place that's got vegetables. I will stop somewhere if I know they've got four or five vegetable offerings, like uh, the Petro up here in Mebane, North Carolina, and there's another Petro that I can't think of right now that we go to quite a bit, or we try to make it that we go there. But it's because they have such a nice selection of vegetables, and, and you can't find that out here. So I don't know that the industry itself, you know, the TA came across, uh, this year at Matt's and said they were trying to make things better for drivers and they were really committed and, you know, the, gave the whole spiel. But we're not finding the places that have the vegetables. And even even the newer TAs or the TAs that have been redone and they don't have the buffet with all the different vegetables on it, uh, they don't have menu items with vegetables on it. And if you look, you try to find something that says vegetable plate, uh, it's down in the very bottom and left in the corner, and you really have to look for it. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's not like the industry promotes good health and good nutrition. And for Ann Farrow to say what she said yesterday, I really have a problem with that because if she's going to come across and say what she said, which was she is committed to making things better for the drivers and the health and the welfare and the safety, I don't, I don't see that right now. Well, I don't know how much control those she could have over restaurants. You know, I mean, um, I guess you know, how could how could she possibly take care of the the um, the health part. Uh, give give me an idea. Maybe maybe I'm just not on the same page. Okay, I see what you're saying. Maybe I brought it the wrong way. Uh, we need to go look at the 14 hours because they said it yesterday on Trucking Solutions Group. We've said it twice in the FMCSA listening session. It's been said repeat on your radio show. It was repeated last night on Center Lane Show by Richard Wilson and myself and another uh, guest speaker, that we need more flexibility in these hours of service that we have because even though we can't control the restaurants, what's happened is the guys are running in and getting stuff to go, or they're going into Subway, or they're going into McDonald's. Because of the pressure of the 14 hours, they no longer have the time to sit down and enjoy a meal, and that's very important. You know, Deb and I were talking today, and when we get time, you know, we'll get a motel room, and when we get time to get out and rest and stretch and decompress from all the pressures of the road and shippers and receivers and everything, if we're out for a long time, these guys who are on this 14 hours day after day after day after day don't get that decompression time even during their schedule. You know, we'll stop every three to five hours, get out, let the dogs out, and get back in and go on down the road. But there's a lot of guys who are on their 14 hours. They barely have enough time to get out and go hit the head. So if if you're looking for an answer for her to try to help things, she really needs to give us some type of flexibility in our hours of service 
so that we're not pressured all the time every single day that we're on that HOS clock, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I just I just think that 14-hour rule was the biggest killer for, for driver health. And, and uh, Kari, are you still with us? Yeah. Hey, how how does uh, how does that? Uh, I mean, do you, do you and Lee do y'all have a problem with that fourteen hour rule? I mean, I know it has a lot to do with the carrier. It's not all drivers, but most drivers I talk to have. I mean, uh, how how's that work for you guys? I mean, are y'all pushed for time a lot of times because of that fourteen hour? There's times when they're under the gun, and you know we have to make every second count. Most of the time, you know, I don't know. Plus, that's a lot different than doing the box and the reaper. It seems well, like when I'm, we were doing that, it, it was just more critical all the time. They push, push, push. But I don't know if it's the company or if it's just the flatbed work overall. It's, it's not nearly as stressful. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I guess there can be some variations. I think for most drivers it is, though, because I know, I know, like, to kind of echo what you said, William, I, I can't speak for every driver, but I know when I was out there on the road for 28 years, one of the things that I looked forward to the most was my time to just go in and sit down and enjoy my meal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you- and now you just can't do that. I mean, a lot of I heard I got an email from a team driver uh, just a few days ago, and they were saying they – I forget where they pick up. They pick up, oh, somewhere, ran, run to Ohio, and then run back. And they were saying they're pushed for time that neither one of them they, – they just don't even have time to go in and grab a Coke. They have to just – grab a bag of chips and go and they can barely make it back to the their home terminal in the 14 hours so uh, i know it's not just uh just a few out there i know it affects a lot of drivers i just uh that 14 hour rule is just a killer yeah um, i know i don't think anybody um brought that up yesterday did they bring that up to ann yesterday yeah yeah they did Okay, I must have I must have walked out of the room, Alan, or something, because I don't remember that one, and I haven't listened to the replay yet. Is the replay up? It was. I don't know if it was before you you guys. I think it was right before you guys got on, because I was driving down to uh, to my back oh. doctor's, and I oh. remember someone saying something about flexibility. They didn't say it was a killer, you know. They didn't bring it across like we're bringing it across now. Uh, but they did say there's been a lot of talk about the 14 hours and we need flexibility in the industry. I mean, the shippers and receivers, they don't, they're not real. There are places that are bad, okay? So you've got to, as an owner operator or even as a trucking company, uh, small or large, you've got to under, you've got to be able to decide whether you want to go to that shipper or not, okay? And you've got to decide whether or not it's worth your time financially. You know, one of the things that came across last night was if you're going to be an owner-operator or you're going to be a trucker or even own a trucking company, in today's world it takes a lot of business uh, experience and smarts, and you really have to pay attention because all the costs and regulations and everything else that's involved for today's trucker. So the amount of time that a guy spends at a shipper or receiver, is it worth it for you and your trucking company or for you as an independent operator to go to that shipper if they keep holding you up? And there's no flexibility in our hours of service. So you have to decide that. 
you know. And that's where a lot of this stuff, where we don't have the time, and like what Kari said, uh, flatbed and platform hauling doesn't matter whether it's flatbed, step deck, RGN, double drop, short trailer, whatever. It's it's a whole different ball game than reefer or van, you know. And we all face challenges. But uh, no, I, I, you know, since we have some time, um, I put some messages on Don's. Uh, Facebook page. I, I really, I, I'm sure something must have happened because I spoke to him earlier in the day, um, and uh, you know, gave him the number, and he gave me his number. He was calling in from, and all like that. But since we do have some time, um, I just wanted to. Uh, I know weight is a big deal right now, and uh, and you know what, for for people's own health, um, I think it needs to be a big deal. What are some of the um, Illnesses, Alan, that you have listed um, that you know obesity can cause. I know it's diabetes, and um, you know they they say sleep apnea, um, arthritis, right? What are what are some of the other ones uh, that you can think of? That, oh well, I mean you're talk. I don't have I don't have a list, but I mean you know you're talking about uh, uh, diabetes, like you said, you know back problems. Uh, uh, oh yeah, back problems. Uh, I mean, just just all kinds. Oh, high blood pressure. That's another thing. High blood pressure. I mean, just all kind, all kinds of problems so that I, can come from it. I'm just going to share with with a few people, you know, something that I'm doing right now. Since the convention last year, and um, Bill, you weren't at the convention last year, right? No, I couldn't attend. No, we oh. were busy. Yeah. Okay. Well. Since then, um, I, I had gotten sick like soon after that, and uh, I, I well, I came down. Um, it's I guess it's no big deal. Some people are real private about their things, but it's no big deal. I came down with Crohn's disease, and I uh, I went on this really strict um, health food deal where I'm pretty much a food Nazi at this point. Okay, and I um, I've lost forty pounds, and I just you know, live on pretty much vegetables and, uh, you know, some lean meat, uh, no beef pretty much, just chicken and fish. And in the meantime, you know, I have to take medication, which I absolutely abhor taking pills. I mean, I really can't stand it, but I have to because I've tried going without it and I end up in a lot of pain. So, um Anyway, I look at everything like things are meant to happen, you know, like they just come into your life. And um, I had these emails come in, and you have to imagine how many emails we get. And people always have the best and greatest product that they want us to endorse or or try or something, and you you just can't keep up with it all. But this one woman, you know, she wrote me about five times. And finally, I thought, okay, let me let me see, you know. And so I talked to her, and she started talking to me about this product. So I figured, mm-hmm, you know how cynical we all are, anyway. And I um, I got on the website because I'm a researcher, anyway. And I started reading, and and I hope people do read this because it's really interesting. It's from the moringa plant, and. Uh, <clears throat> Anyway, the more I read about it, I started reading how Johns Hopkins is using it and this institute and the Cancer Institute and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, holy cow, you know, this might be really something. So anyway, um, 
I'm just going to share with you all now. I'm trying it. I'm on it. And I'm going to um, give, uh, after I'm done in a month, I'm going to share with everybody, you know, if it works or not. I had spoken to somebody who was taking it that had a really bad case of Crohn's disease like I have, but like a lot worse. They were on the IV injections. And she told me she hasn't had to have the injections in like two years. So I'm like so thrilled. If this thing works, um, the the website is uh, www.mytruckerhealth. You want to look into it if anybody's listening. And they, the the other thing about it is, it it helps people lose weight. So I'm like, wow, this is great. So anyway, I'm gonna share that with everybody in a month. I probably wouldn't have brought it up tonight if we didn't have all this downtime. But I'm really excited. Uh, because if I can get off all these pills that I'm taking to control this, um, I'm going to be happy as anything because it also helps. Uh, I, what was it? I'd have to go read the, the research again, but all kinds of inflammatory diseases, um, antioxidants, and all these nutrients in it. So but just I'm just, just sharing this with everybody now. Um, it's from the Moringa plant or tree. And it's a natural substance. And uh, what's it called, though? Again? Yeah. Oh, Zija. It's Zija. But um, the the easiest way to look it up is just go to mytruckerhealth.com. And how long have you been on it, though? Um, well, I started out slow because uh, I didn't want to go off my medication. And when I spoke to the woman that had the Crohn's disease, she says she weaned herself off her medication. So I'm I'm using half a packet a day. I'm going to go up to a full packet, and uh, <clears throat> and I have dropped my medication down. So from I went from three of three pills a day down to one pill a day on the Endocort, and uh, from three pills uh, a day down to two pills a day on the Lialda. So um, I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back to the doctor in July, and I'm going to tell him what I'm doing. And he's really a pretty cool guy. He believes in eating healthy, and uh, all like that. Matter of fact, he's the one that told me to read that book, Wheat Belly, uh, which speaks about the uh, genetically modified wheat that we all eat now, that's causing diabetes and. Uh, uh, all kinds of uh, bowel problems and everything. So basically, once I heard that, that's another thing I do. I totally went off all wheat products, and that includes bread, pasta, sweets, or anything. I mean, I, I just don't eat it. I, I pretty much go around the grocery store, you know, uh, scared to death of, of picking anything up. I just buy fruits, vegetables, and fresh meats and stuff like that. Yeah, but you've done real well, though. I mean, you've lost 40 pounds. You're doing a lot better. And and I guess, uh, you know, you never know if something's going to work, but I guess you never know until you try it. I, you know, once I spoke to that woman that had the Crohn's, and she was on that Remicade injections, uh-huh. and I thought, wow, I mean, that's you've got to have, be, have it pretty bad. I have uh, just head severe. And uh, she hasn't been on anything taking this product. So, anyway, that's what I thought I'd share share with that with everybody tonight. Just go to mytruckerhealth.com and and read about it. And um, you know, if you've got any kind of inflammatory problems or diabetes, or you just want to lose weight, you know, just just read, do your research, read it. Because I find the more you read and teach yourself, the less cynical you become. William, have you ever heard of anything like that? 
I've heard of a bunch. I've got I've got my own stuff going on, and and to if you're talking specifically about the uh, the wheat issue, yeah, that's that's a big thing in our community here. There's a uh, fact. We, well, we've been involved in it for a long time because we you know being athletic and in sports and stuff as much as as I was uh, before I went out on the road full time. Uh, one of the local doctors here started this thing called an elimination diet, and basically, you for two or three weeks don't eat anything that's got any wheat in it. No, no bread, right, uh, right, no potatoes, and even pe- people don't understand when. You go to the store and you pick up a loaf of white bread. If you flip it over and you look at the ingredients and it says enriched enriched flour, okay, after it says enriched flour on the label, it will in parentheses say wheat flour, something else, something else, something else, and it may go in different orders depending upon the the, the baker, okay? Well, when it says wheat flour, then it's got wheat in it, and for someone like me, that that can be bad. I used to eat a lot of Italian pasta. Um, we try to eat the rice the rice pasta when I'm at home, or no pasta at all, um, because the wheat um, it, it's very bad. Wheat and I do not get along. It either bloats me or um, it, it, it's really not nice to my bowels. That's the best way I can put it across the national radio show. Um, but there are so many people who are allergic to wheat. And then other things, too. As soon as you start, what what the basic principle is, is you eliminate things. Like I eliminated the wheat bread, and I eliminated the onions, and I eliminated the black olives and the green olives, now and the red peppers, and that's in a lot of Italian foods. So I can't eat, I know I can't eat black olives. I know I can't eat green olives. I know if I eat strawberries, I may or may not have an allergic reaction. And... You know, a lot of this stuff, uh, there's a young lady on Facebook who's been posting a lot of stuff that's involved with MSG. Oh, uh, we don't, we can't touch it. Alan can't even look at a bottle of MSG without getting a headache, right, Alan? Yeah, I can't, yeah, I got to stay away from that stuff. Okay, I'll send her your link. I mean, I'll send y'all her link because she, she posts a lot of stuff, especially like with Monsanto and other stuff. Uh, but a real good friend of mine uh, runs a, a natural stores called ANS health food stores and he goes to all the seminars that the doctors go to uh, just his knowledge uh, Deb started taking something uh, a little while ago it's a car blocker and this thing is golly it's so small but the guys he deals with don't use any of the big pharma type uh, capsule or ingredients or anything like like that. If they start, he had, he had a brand that just started to change over because it was cheaper for them to do it. And he called him up and said, look, this is what you guys are doing. I found out I'm not using your product anymore and pulled it all off his shelves. So, um, but unfortunately he had five stores. Now he's gone down to one. Unfortunately, he had some people who were not very uh, trustworthy working for him, but, uh, for anything, like when I slipped my back out, I was popping Advil's or Motrin's or whatever, and he said, you got to come over and get this stuff. And I said, okay. I said, you know, I trust the guy. So I, I went over there, and he gave me this stuff called Curamin. It's C-U-R-A-M-I-N. And for anybody who runs a road, we get stiff muscles. We get stiff backs. 
you know, and, and it hurts, you know, it can it can really be bad on us, and we don't realize it until we go see a chiropractor or go see with someone like my friend Anthony, and we start taking this stuff, and just, just the absolute relief. It says you got, like, what happened with you. It says you got to take three a day. Well, I started off with three, and it left me loopy, and Deb had to drive me home. So I've taken two a day, but I feel absolutely no pain. And I'm not taking Advil. I'm not taking a leave. I'm not taking anything over the counter. And this is all natural. So. And what's it called? It's called Pyramin. C U R A M I N. Oh, and what is the substance in it? I'm sorry. What is what is the substance in it? Well, let me get the bottle. All right now, you got to make me get my glasses. Hang on. All right. <laughs> Uh, but I'm also taking, it gave me this stuff called Mega, Mega GLA, and that's supposed to promote healthy joints and skin. And then he also gave me something. Now, I started taking this, too. It's called Stifle Mend. It's by New Chapter. And it's supposed to promote normal cardiovascular joint and functions, and it's it's uh, helps with your inflammation. Now, he only gave me a uh, sample trial of the Zyflamend. And I quit taking it, and I'm telling you, I, I just, I did not feel the same. The, a lot of things when we're talking injuries, uh, such as your back, or, you know, like what Kari and, and her husband and Deb and I go through, tying stuff down, securing stuff, throwing heavy parts, our, our muscles get tight, and when they get tight, they get inflamed, and when they get inflamed, they don't want to relax. And well, that's people- why when I started reading about this, because... I love research, okay? I mean, I just can't get enough of it. Uh, some, I just don't have the time to do as much as I like to, but I, I was in research for a long time. But when I started reading about this moringa plant, this tree, yeah. and everything it does, and all the uses in the third world countries, I was like, holy cow. But uh, I, I'm just praying that it does work. I mean, I've only been on it full force for uh, about a week now, and it it does take. I hear about a month. But um, well, there's a lot there's a lot of natural things like that. But with any any you know any kind of medication, you know, just be sure to uh, obviously be sure to check with your doctor before you know taking anything new like that. Let's jump. I'll leave everybody mics open. Let's jump over to uh, Kentucky. He's been holding for a while. Uh, area code eight five nine. Uh, caller from Kentucky, go ahead. You're on the show. Hi there, it's Renee. Hey, Hi, Renee. We were just talking about you. Um, uh, Renee is actually the the lady who who emailed me um, quite often before I finally answered you, which I apologize. Um, but then I'm glad I did, by the way. Um, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to introduce who you were. I just wanted to say that the good thing about the moringa plant is is that it does have over 90 nutrients from that one tree that's in the zija and uh, 46 antioxidants and 36 anti-inflammatories. And you know exactly where it's coming from. It's coming from a plant product. And so that's what I really love about it. And I've actually lost over 80 pounds with it. I remember you telling me, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was reading the literature, it did say that it helps uh, 
it helps you to lose weight. So um, I'm taking the the Smart Mix. Um, I know there's two different kinds. One of them is like has the energy thing, and the other one doesn't. And I'm taking one without the energy because I already drink about 50 pots of coffee a day. So I figured, well, I sure don't need that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there there is. There's two different ones. One has uh, natural energy in it, uh, uh, natural cocoa, and it actually gives you a little bit of caffeine that way. Uh, but uh, the the Smart Mix alone is just awesome for people uh, that don't get the right nutrition because mm-hmm. it's able, you're able to actually get your nutrition in that one drink, and it's just <laughs> that's beyond belief for me because obviously uh, truckers are out on the road. They don't have the opportunity to eat like they should, and I know you're talking about trying to cook in their trust and everything, which is awesome if you can d- make the time to do it. Uh, but if you can't, if you just have this one drink, at least you're get, getting your nutrition for the day. Well, you know, that brings up a good point because a lot of when we had our last show, I remember um, Sandy Long was on and she had said that even though drivers are overweight, they're getting hardly any nutrients because all the things they're eating, you know, they're just grabbing something because they're hungry and uh they're 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 just not getting the nutrients they need. It's all garbage and processed foods. That's another thing I've totally given up. No processed foods. And, uh, uh, and yes, yeah, that's almost impossible to do when you're out on the road. That's what I'm uh, very very difficult. I mean, if you don't have a crock pot or barbecue and are constantly buying fresh fruits and vegetables, you will end up eating, you know, uh, some kind of processed foods or things. So it it is difficult. I mean, I'm sure it can be done if you're totally disciplined, but um, I, I tell you, it's hard. I mean, we just went on, va- uh, not vacation, on a, on a trip uh, a couple of months ago, and it was difficult just going on that trip and eating healthy in the car, you know, uh, you try. Uh, it's it's difficult. Exactly. Well, yeah, that was that was even in a car. So imagine if you're in a big rig and trying to get into places. So, and, and you, we we were able to most of the time. But even even in the car, like you said, Donna, sometimes we just we just had to grab the burger and fries and go. Yeah, well, I never eat fries. I mean, I, I you know, if we have to go to a fast food, I'm always getting the salad. Um, yeah, I get the fries. <laughs> he gets the fries. <laughs> yes, and, and he, I, he, <laughs> I, yeah, I usually steal one of the fries. <laughs> so and that's my treat. But I'm pretty much always got the salads. Uh, but it's it's a difficult thing, and um, and the regulations, you know, people are worried. They, which I mean, I look at it like this: uh, yeah, people should be healthier, and they should be concerned about their. Their weight. Do I believe that regulations t- should dictate what you do with your body? No. However, the other flip side of that coin is if they're going to make people more conscious about their health and more aware, then, you know, maybe it's not a bad thing either. So, I mean, I'm definitely not for regulations, and I know Alan isn't for regulations, and neither one of us, but... Uh, <clears throat> what can I say? Um, I, I, ever since I got sick myself, 
I, I'm like really so concerned about people and their health too. I think you know that's what happens when you go through a lot. Uh, you, you just look at people and want them, you know, not to not to be sick. And what about all this Monsanto stuff? Remember that article, Alan? You wrote it about a year ago about Monsanto and the seeds and all that. Yeah. That has I over five hundred. Uh, yeah, I know. On the page. On a trucking blog. I mean, I don't know any other article we have that has more than that. <laughs> yeah, but it's such a big thing, and, you know, people are becoming more and more aware of it. You know, we get these genetic seeds, and, and I'll, I'll get them every now and then out here in my garden. I'll have a I'll have a beautiful bell pepper plant growing in my garden, but no bell peppers. So that's the kind of thing that we're seeing from them. Yeah. Uh, Renee, are you still there? Yes, I am. It, that website is mytruckerhealth.com, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure because I put it in the chat room. I typed it in, and I just wanted to make sure. I, I just, um, William, you should really just look at that and read uh, all about that moringa tree. If you're into all this stuff too, it is so interesting. All the different places that are doing research on this. Um, are being really, really big places. Uh, I, I mean, can you get in the chat room, Renee, and put some? I, I have tried, and, and I, it won't let me log on. I don't know what's wrong there, but I can. I've been putting some. Uh, I can put some stuff on the uh, Facebook. You know, about it if you want to. There was if a video. Um, if she, she can log in with her Facebook credentials. All she's oh. got to do. Yeah, I yeah. tried that, and it's 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 got a thing down at the bottom, and it's allowing me to to type in there, but it doesn't allow me to type in type into the blog talk. Okay, huh. what you're gonna have to do is get out of it on the computer, go back to it, and down at the bottom it'll say log in with Facebook, or or um, what is it sign up or register, and then you log in with your Facebook credentials and give it a second. If you you may just have to refresh it because that's what I had okay. to do. Okay. Oh, okay. There's another yeah, thing that that we haven't touched on yet is that when you go now, I, I don't disagree with Alan. It's great to go see your doctor, but there's a lot of doctors out there that just are are script doctors. They don't want to take the time. They don't want to sit there. You know, they want to say, oh, well, you've got a cold. Let me prescribe this for you. And, Donna, you sound like a lot of people that are out there, like my mother, myself, and some of my friends. If we go and take the over-the-counter or whatever the doctor prescribes for us, it a lot of times does not work like it does for the general public, um, whether that's because we are more in tune with trying to eat better or just our bodies are different, or whatever the case may be. You know, uh, uh, Zantac may have a, an adverse reaction for, for someone in my family versus what it does for someone who's, you know, living next to us. So these doctors, while they may be good, we, we also need to go with them to some of them with a grain of salt and just say, now, hey, wait a minute, because the prescription that you're going to give me, Doc, it's not natural. By law, the FDA has made it that these pharmaceutical companies cannot take natural products and make them script material or pharmaceuticals. Everything that's pharmaceutical that people don't realize is synthetic. There's nothing natural about anything. Well, that brought up a good point because I asked, because I'm cynical, 
And I asked, um, Renee, I don't know if I asked you or if I called up and spoke to Russ or who I asked this question. I said, well, if this is so great, why isn't the pharmaceutical companies jumping on it? And uh, the answer was because I forgot what you said or what they said. It was something like they didn't want to use the full plant in its form. They wanted to only use parts of it and then synthesize it or something like that. Right. And they were trying to, to actually break it down and just use portions of it. And this moringa plant will not, it won't work that way. It will only work in its purest form in a live form. So uh, it's called, we call it enzymatically alive. And mm-hmm. so it actually, that's how it is able, you're able to get the nutrition into your body so well is because you're drinking it in a liquid form and it is absorbed automatically 100% of it. Whereas a lot of pills that you take or vitamins or or capsules, uh, you only get a very small portion of that into your system. Yeah, yeah, because the molecules are so big, and, you know, I've read all about that. So, uh, anyway, hey, believe me, I'll be the first one uh, to let everybody know if this stuff works, because if I don't have to take these pills anymore, I'm going to be so happy. Um, Yeah, but you're you're also going to take it to your doctor and show them and everything. I mean, I think it's still wise to, uh, because everybody's different, everybody has different... health issues, and some of these things, and I'm not talking about what you're taking, Donna, just that some of these herbs and things you know as well as I do um, are, are very powerful, and you got to be careful, and you've got to, uh, uh, you know, just, you know, check with your own personal doctor before you take anything. So. Well, one of the things I did, I do have an appointment um, early July with uh, my uh, gastro guy, but I had actually, I was very concerned about that. And I talked to one of the doctors over at um, Asija, you know, where I got this uh, this this powder mix, and uh, she said that uh, it, that it was safe with everything. So what I did was I still was on my medicine, and I would only take half the um, or a third of it, and and I'm building myself up to a full packet. In the meantime, I've weaned down from the Endicourt, which I really absolutely don't want to be on anymore because it's a um, corticosteroid. And um, I I was on uh, prednisone for two months, 60 milligrams, and that's a nightmare. I don't ever, ever want to do that again. But, you know, I mean, it did get my, um, my Crohn's under control. Well, we're going to watch it. Let's go. Let's go to another caller in Colorado. Been hanging on here a little while. Area code three zero three. Uh, go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Lee. Oh, Lee. Okay. All right. Well, what's going on? What do you got to say about all this? Basically, like what like Kari and I just started doing, we just started, you know, stopping at Walmarts and buying healthy stuff, you know, fixing it, fixing it either on the grill beside the truck or, you know, if need be, if just it's tight parking, we throw the grill up on the back of the trailer. Now, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you probably have a refrigerator in that rig, right? No, just uh, one of those little 12-volt Coleman coolers. Oh really? Okay. Um, well, even even that will work. I know when I ran, I had something like that, and I carried my own food with me. Not only did it cut down on a lot of money, 
and saved me a lot of money, but I could uh, I could have a better choice of what I ate. So that's kind of what you guys are doing, huh? And then you just carry your grill. Well, now, do y'all are is a grill is the only thing you're using? Well, we use the grill. We we have a what they call a, a the twelve volt lunchbox cooler. It looks kind of like the old lunchbox. So lunchboxes, they, you know, they open the open up and add the little thermos in the top of them and stuff. Okay. We top up with with that too. Well, how? Uh, I mean, y'all, you were saying earlier though, you don't have too much of a problem with this 14-hour rule thing. I mean, how how feasible do you think that is for you know the majority of drivers out there? I mean, is it just something that they're just going to have to put their mind to and do, or? Or getting back on this 14-hour rule, is that still is still going to be a big problem for most drivers? Well, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it's the companies. I can, you know, I can attest to that. I've been with companies where it's they set an appointment for the delivery before the load's ever even on the truck, and you better make that appointment. Yeah, I know. And See, we're with now. The company we're with now, you know, yeah, that appointment might be set, but, you know, if we can't make it legally, you know, we tell them we cannot make it, and they make phone, they start, they pick up the phone and start making phone calls. Oh, boy. Now, how nice would that be, Don, if all carriers did that? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> all different. Um, you know, I, I know it's pretty rough. I mean, even you, I mean, I, I know you come home, you know, you're pretty dead tired, and you didn't have a chance to break or anything. I mean, they've got it for full schedule. So it's a very, very uh, difficult life. And, you know, to, to be healthy, you really have to put your mind to it. You 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 can't let it go anymore because the health issues that are, that are coming down the road for people. Um, I really feel bad for them. I really do. That's why, you know, uh, a, a big portion of, of the convention this year is going to be about trucker health and, you know, what you can do. I know Rick's got a uh, – Rick Ash has a great presentation ready. And then Elaine Papp from the FM to hear what's going to – regulations. By then, I'm sure EMI and uh, – uh, sleep apnea and all that will be even a, a bigger topic. So I'm looking forward to hear what she has to say um, and what other health issues that she's going to bring up also. Well, we know all the problems and everything, but let's see what uh, suggestions we have for solutions. Lee, what, what's, this, what's the solution for this problem that a lot of drivers face on this health issue, eating better and having the time to do so? I mean, wh- where, do we, where do we go? What's the solution? Just making healthier choices as big as is the big issue. Making healthier choices, and then when they are sitting, in, you know, when they are doing their ten-hour break, get out of the truck and go, you know, get out of the truck and go for a walk. Yeah, you know, walk and that and that's that's the key thing. You have to choose, and uh, you know, it's hard. It's a hard thing because we had another guest on, uh, Buck Black. And a lot of drivers really suffer from uh, depression and isolation out there. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're in depression, you're not thinking about your health. You're not thinking about anything. You're 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 just surviving. And um, it, it it is such a difficult lifestyle that to uh, consciously make these decisions 
for yourself. You really do have to be in a positive and good frame of mind to be able to make those choices. So, um, you know. Well, you know, the uh, other one, you know, the other one right there, the isolation and the depression. You know, what I found was what helps with that is, you know, when you get those feelings, you know, go inside and sit in the driver's lounge. Yeah, well, and another thing that people don't realize. Talking with other with the other drivers that are right there, right there talking. Well, when when people are in depression, they really don't want to talk to anybody. But that if you exercise, the um, the endorphins in your brain that go off actually help depression because it's a similar similar. Um, uh, a chemical makeup as like um opium derivatives you know so you that's why runners get high when they run i mean all these endorphins are coming off in their brain and it, it it they become addicted to running pretty much because of the feeling they get after they're done and i know even with my stair stepper you know i mean i i i get that you know sometimes if I want a cigarette rather than the cigarette, you know, I'll go on the, the stair stepper or something, and and it helps. So there's all kinds of, of ways to to um, help with depression, uh, you know, to tell people to talk to one another. You're right. It would help. But anybody who's ever been in depression, well, they don't even want to look at anybody, let alone talk to them, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it can be easier said than done. I'm going to go to uh, uh, Illinois. Oh, oh, he just he just left us, Illinois. I was going to get you next, but okay, Bill. What's uh, what's the solution to all this? You think? I don't. I don't. Alan, I don't know if there is one solution. I think we come back to the same thing that we've been talking about really heavily on all all the radio shows, including this one, and that's flexibility with the hours. I think, uh, you know, when you're talking isolation, I think that these guys feel so pressured that they don't feel they have the time to talk and to get any conversations. And this is where some of the bad stuff that we were talking about last night on Center Lane Show comes along uh, with the with the misunderstandings about a lot of the regulations. Uh, uh, the one that Sandy Long touched on the other day that I brought to her attention was that 392-9, don't ask remember what the number is. I'm not good with the numbers, but the regulation is basically if you're fatigued or you're ill and you don't feel that you can drive, you're not supposed to do that. Well, under this 14-hour rule, guys are doing that, both men and women are doing this every single day, you know. So yeah. I, think, I think it's back to being flexible. Um, and I think it's, I think Ann Farrow needs to talk to honest people who are honestly in the industry. You know, I think the radio show was great with her yesterday, but when she can, continues to say she's researching, well, who is she researching with? From what I've read, and you correct me if I'm wrong, and heard from her, they're researching, but they're not they're not researching through actual drivers and owners and and people who are actually out there. They're going out and they're saying, oh, well, you know, we've employed such and such to do our research. Well, that's about as good as putting somebody out here on a street corner when they put a new highway or, or 
road through here like they've done recently and put them on a corner. Okay, well, they're doing research. We hired them to write down numbers. Well, they don't know anything about what they're really doing, but we hired them to do this research and do a study. Well, you need to talk to us. You know, you need to talk to people like you and Donna and Lee and Carrie and me and Rich Wilson and everybody else who is really intent on getting things better out here in the industry. And if we make things better for the industry, we're going to make things better for America. We're going to stop the road rage, you know. We're going to stop the the incessant uh, hustle all the time to get something there uh, that didn't need to be hustled. You know, before we were with a company before that all they wanted us to do was turn and burn and turn and burn and turn and burn. Well, the guys that I'm associated with now, that's not the way that it's done, you know. You take your time. You get there when you're supposed to, and you you arrange it. And that's what an owner-operator is is supposed to do, whether I'm running something for a broker or whether I'm running something for somebody else. These guys already understand, yeah, we're going to show up and we're supposed to, both on the loading end and the unloading end. But I'm not going to sit here and put myself under the gun of that 14 hours that I, I can't stop and rest and relax. And if I feel tired, I'm going to pull over and sleep. Now, this is what the FMCSA, as far as I'm concerned, and some of my close friends, is not willing to do for us as an industry, and that just seems backwards. We're not getting the rest. We're not getting the the nutrition. Um, Like what Sandy said the other day on your show, people are dehydrated. They don't even realize they're dehydrated. Right. Get a lot of coffee. Yeah. I have Don on the phone. He's messaging me on uh, Facebook. Yeah, I got him right here. Um, hey, I thought it was Central Time. Yeah, I had a feeling that might be it. So, uh, we're well, we're kind of winding down our time here. we still got a little while, though. But uh, our guests are here, <laughs> Pam Whitfield and Don Jacobson. How are you guys doing? Well, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out where the big hand goes and where the little hand goes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Is, uh, Sorry is about Pam- that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I'm uh, here too. I'm here too. Well, glad to have you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I had a feeling. I got to thinking about it. I, I wasn't for sure where you guys were out of, so I thought, you know, sometimes this happens where we get the time zones different. But anyway, we got a little time left here. Glad. I know you haven't been listening. We've been having a lot of talk about. Uh, Obviously, driver health and what drivers can do to uh, to be healthier on the road. And the one thing that we focused on this show, it seems, is is the 14-hour rule, which really seems to uh, uh, make it really difficult for drivers to to find that time to sit down and relax and enjoy a healthy meal. So, uh, uh, Pam, let's start with you. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I think one of the biggest problems that we hear from guys all the time is that, well, I understand lunch. I can understand how lunch is a problem. We could talk about that. But, you know, even getting up 10 or 15 minutes earlier in the morning so you can have some breakfast, it's just so important to get those three meals in because your body needs that energy. Your body needs that fuel. And if you don't give it to it, it's going to get it another way, like you're you're going to stop and have some snacks that you really hadn't planned on. So anything you can do to build a routine as best as you can for yourself, the better it is. And eat slowly. So many guys, you know, they skip meals and then they're so hungry they just, you know, chow it down and then they overeat because they, they've had so much to eat in a, in a quick amount of time. 
Yeah, I think it takes so many minutes for your stomach to tell your brain that it's full. Yeah, it's like, like 15 that. or 20 minutes for for that message to get passed along. So anything that we can do to um, you know slow down our eating, if, if, if you could just think of three things. One is you want to have regular meals. You want to have a meal every four to five hours. And every time you eat, you want to have a little bit of lean protein. Reason for that is protein takes a little longer to digest, so it's going to keep you satisfied. But we want it to be a lean thing. We, we would rather have a, a lean piece of uh, turkey breast and a piece of salami. But we want to have some protein with every meal. And then uh, we want to watch those portion sizes and eat slowly. So if, if you could only remember a couple things, a couple places to start, that would be a big thing. But I'll tell you what, I know we got here late. Unfortunately, we're in the wrong time zone, I guess. But uh, um, I heard you just talking for a minute about depression. And, you know, you got to think to yourself, why am I eating right now? I mean, of course we're hungry sometimes, but sometimes we just eat for other reasons. And so it's real important to ask yourself, you know, why am I doing this right now? Maybe it's stress. Maybe the weather has delayed the travel, so you're you're really under the gun to meet your deadline. Or maybe you're bored. Um, or may, maybe you're, you're missing some social time with somebody. So lots of different reasons why we eat, but depression is one of them too. Yeah, I, I believe that, and because uh, people have, it's like comfort to them when they eat. Exactly. Well, and I think well, one of the tricks too that you want to consider. Uh, you know, Pam was mentioning lunch, and I know lunch is difficult and so on and so forth, but I don't know. I remember my dad always taking a lunchbox to work with him, and that was made before he left for work in the morning. So if you get up that extra 10 or 15 minutes, maybe you put together a little lunchbox for yourself that you can just reach over to the passenger seat and pop the, pop it open and eat. And, and a fresh piece of fruit. Right. Maybe some, you know, veg, veggies anytime you want them. I, I realize people don't all love veggies. But they're easy to munch on. And the great thing about and the munch is the key word because it's got a lot of mouthfeel and you get a bit more of a sense of satisfaction. Uh, chewing, let's let's be honest, chewing on a carrot or chewing on a piece of celery, you're working it a little bit, and that is actually got a psychological value. And it actually fills you up, kind of like protein. Fiber also takes longer to digest, so those those fresh fruits and veggies can hang in there a little bit longer and keep you satisfied, like Don said. Well, Don, let me ask you. I mean, I think most people these days. Uh, I mean, they understand fruits, they understand vegetables. They, I think that most people understand what they really need to do to eat healthy and live a better uh, healthy lifestyle. But uh, uh, Bill, uh, one of our callers here, he was uh, mentioning the fact that, you know, a lot of these mom-and-pop truck stops have fell along the side, and uh, a lot of these truck stops now just have the, uh, you know, the Wendy's and the McDonald's and the fast food. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I know when I was out there, I was out there 28 years, and if I was running through a hard rainstorm and I was running for 8, 9, 10 hours, uh, the last thing on my mind was, uh, you know, I think I'll go in here and get me a good old salad. You know, um, what, yeah, what, can, I think that goes what can back they do to, about to Donna's point about comforting? Uh, but I'll be honest, I mean, you run into this uh, situation all the time about what seems to be a limited amount of availability at the truck stops. And honestly, it is true, though I will say a few of them, you know, you go into the C-store side of it, uh, like a Flying J or something like that, and you do see, now they're not the most economical in the world, but you will see packages of fresh cut, of veggies cut up, maybe with a little bit of dip. But the thing that I've been hearing a lot more of from the drivers, of course, is the, you know, Walmart is trucker friendly uh, in a lot of situations. 
And right. when you get into one of the super Walmarts, my gosh, you know, they've got a full grocery store in that place. And, uh, you know, our old friends from Coleman invented the cooler for one really good reason. So there, there is <clears throat> that alternative. Now, that does mean you have to be proactive. It does mean you have to take charge of things. And, and I realize, hey, there's times, you know, Pam comes home from work and, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I look at her. She looks at me and uh, we, I say, what do you want to make for dinner? And suddenly the next word is reservations. You know, it's, right. you, just don't, you just don't want to do it. But uh, if you're on a mission and that mission is getting yourself healthy, uh, hit the Walmart. Uh, so they've got a great selection of fresh foods there. And if you're smart about reading the labels, even some of the packaged goods and things like that are great for you. Uh, one other thing about the mom and pop places, and I agree with you, more and more of those are going away. But I did do a research study with drivers a few years ago and did hear back from a number of restaurant owners, more of the mom and pop types. And I'll tell you, well, it's harder and harder to find them, as you say. But I will tell you, those those healthier foods very often are the perishable foods. So when they buy them, they cost them a certain amount of money. And if they don't use them, they got to throw them out. Well, that was that uh, truck stop off of I-95 in Maine that we talked to. Right. And so they're concerned, too, about their bottom line. So if, if guys out there will order these fruits and vegetables so that the places will order more of them, that's the way to do it, because if they can't sell it, they're not going to order it. Yeah, now, Pam, we, we also should mention, correct me if I'm wrong, now, you, you currently teach nutrition at Benedictine University? Actually, I, I did teach Bene, uh, nutrition at Benedictine for a number of years. I'm not doing that right now. Benedictine, uh, Actually, this, okay. la this last year I um, kind of devoted myself to becoming a certified diabe diabetes educator, um, which is a... Well, as you know, huge thing in our country and in, in our whole world right now. So uh, that's what I kind of devoted myself to. But I do enjoy the teaching aspect as well. Well, let me ask you, because I was just curious. I mean, how? Uh, what brought you from going from an Emmy Award-winning television producer to co-authoring a health book for the long-haul truck driver? <laughs> how how'd that come about? You know, um, so I worked as a television producer for many years, and now dietitian is my second career. And honestly, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. One, I was trying to lose a little weight, and I was having a hard time doing it. And I was listening to what I was hearing in, in, through the media, whether it was electronic media or print media, and it was a lot of contradictory messages. And at the same time, this is like 10 or 12 years ago, I started noticing when we would go out, wherever we went, there was usually free refills of pop. And, I mean, you could, you know, when I was a kid, you'd get 8 ounces, 12 ounces top of pop when you had it, and you probably didn't have it that often. Now you could easily have a quart of pop or more in a single and, sitting. That, but wait a minute, the quart comes in the first glass. Yeah, you might have it in the first <laughs> glass. So I just started yeah. noticing a lot of things about what was going on, and I just thought, you know what, I, I want to help find a way for people to get better information. And so I actually went back to school um, to do a second career. Well, well, Don, how about you? I mean, you've authored four books. You're active in writing, you know, many articles for several media outlets. What, what, what got you interested and involved in this truck driver health issue? Well, actually, what what it started, and it's 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 synergistic. One of my other businesses that I have is I run an advertising agency, and one of my clients was uh, Midland CB Radios, and so we start. I started to get involved with the truck drivers through that. 
And then as Pam uh, began to move into her nutrition career, uh, I had already written the uh, the cookbook uh, for campers, uh, the One Pan Gourmet, so I was always involved in the cooking side of things. Because you were very active with Boy Scouts. And then Pam started to uh, bring in the, the health and nutrition uh, side of things, so suddenly the One Pan Gourmet was converted into the One Pan Gourmet Cooks Light. And uh, one thing led to another, and we went on the air uh, on uh, Sirius back uh, 004. And um, over that course of time, we began to hear more and more stories from the drivers, and we saw the absolute need for the book. And so together with my cooking background and recipes and Pam's uh, studies and research in nutrition, her uh, her research is has actually been published in the Journal of the American Dietetics Association, her research on truck drivers. And it, it suddenly became absolutely logical that we create this book. Right. Well... Um, I was going to ask you, do you have that link on that uh, publication, Tam? Um, oh, on uh, your uh, your article in the journal. In it was journal. actually from December of 2007. Uh, we have it posted uh, in the What's New section in our website, www.roadcooking.com. And all you have to do is go in there and kind of scroll down and you'll find it. Okay, that's www. and it's road cooking or does it have a G for road the Road cooking, no G, no G. Roadcooking. Okay. dot com. Road cooking, just like that good old country talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, there, there's a lot of good things on that website because I, I know some people, of course, might be interested in the book. But if you're just interested in some good information to start with, there's a couple things on there. Uh, there's a couple sample menus for people who are, you know. They have no idea where to start. So, like, for an average man, 2,000 calories a day is probably enough. For an average woman, 1,600 might be about right, unless you're very physically active. So we put a couple of menus up there that would give you some ideas of what you'd want to have and how much of that food at each meal. And those are just available on the website, along with a variety of other uh, heart-healthy type things. You know, we were talking before you got on, and... Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm very much into um uh health right now what I eat and I had uh, my doctor had told me to read this book Wheat Belly and pretty much what it says is to stay away from all wheat products it was written by a cardiologist and uh so I did I mean I totally went off it all because uh you know I was pretty sick at the time I I I had Crohn's and I wanted to get rid of it and so I, I totally got off the wheat. And it turns out that it's because the wheat is genetically modified now. It's not the same wheat we used to eat 50 years ago. Um, I'm just curious if you have uh, read or heard anything like that yourself. Well, certainly uh, I think most of us are familiar with celiac disease where people right. actually cannot eat gluten. So the wheat would be a primary place you'd find a lot of gluten. Um I know a lot of people have concerns about genetically modified foods. Um, I actually know people, I've worked with a couple of naturopaths who strongly believe all of us should avoid wheat. And one way to find out, I'll tell you what, uh, it's kind of a, a way to find out if you might have an allergy or a sensitivity to something, is to avoid what, whatever food it is, whether it's wheat or sometimes people say avoid dairy. There's a lot of different ideas out there. And um, I, I, I think as time goes on, we're going to find out there may be something more to it. But if you can avoid whatever food you think you may be sensitive to for about two weeks, and I mean really avoid it, and wheat's a tough one 
because it's in all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't even think of. You've got to start looking at all those ingredient lists. But if you can avoid that food, whatever it is, for two weeks and then try a little bit of it, if you suddenly get real congested or you start coughing or you, you have some sort of allergy-type symptoms, that's a pretty good indication that it's possible that that's a food that your body is not real happy with. So I don't know, when you, when you avoided wheat, um, did you just totally go off it and you've stayed off it since then? Yeah, well, I, I, one of the reasons I totally stayed off it was uh, I was on 60 milligrams of prednisone, and mm-hmm. um, I read all the horror stories on the, um, you know, on the forums about these mm-hmm. people gaining 100 pounds and all this. Mm-hmm. So I initially mm-hmm. went off all, you know, starches, potatoes, rice, wheat, you name it. I mean, I've just made pots of vegetable soup every day with chicken broth, and mm-hmm. that was I actually ended up losing 20 pounds while I was on the phone. <laughs> but um, then when I went to the doctor and told him what I was doing, my gastro guy, he's mm-hmm. the one that said, okay, he goes, you like to read? I said, I love it. And he said, read this book. And that's when he gave me that book I was telling you about before. It's called Wheat Belly. And when I really started reading it, and, you know, explaining about the genetically modified wheat that we now eat and how it's causing inflammatory disease. Uh, and that's really what Crohn's is. You know that. It's, right, uh, right. You know. so well, and I, infl- inflammation ahead. is, you know, kind of the name of the game for everything these days. I, I haven't heard of that book. I'm actually going to go look for it. And I have a friend who's a dietitian who's a celiac specialist, and I'm going to ask her about the genetically modified uh, organisms because I think that's – I actually haven't heard that before, so that's kind of interesting. But there are a lot of people that think we should um, definitely limit wheat. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I've pretty much – I mean, I don't get to the point where I look at labels. I don't have to. I was tested for um, celiac disease, and I don't have it. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to get that you know, uh, particular, but on a, on my daily diet, I've eliminated all processed foods and mm-hmm. wheat products and uh, potatoes, rice, all that. That's all gone now. The only thing I'll eat for a starch is a sweet potato. Mm-hmm. Well, and actually what they're finding is that uh, you don't have to have full-blown celiac disease, although Crohn's, you know, Crohn's is a, a tough situation all by itself, but the uh, they're realizing that more people have just a gluten sensitivity than they realized before. Uh, I'm not really one for an extreme thing where you totally eliminate something if you don't have to, but I do agree with you that it's a good idea to um, definitely watch the portion sizes, and if you're going to have the starchy foods, to try to limit the portions and also go with a whole grain if you're going to have it. Um, But it sounds like you had a a real successful experience with with, uh, giving that up. Uh, well, it, it did, but I'm sure the prednisone helped too. I mean, I was on it. Yeah, machine. really. <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, when I got off the prednisone, I'm on Endocort and Lealda now. And now what I'm doing is, because I've been doing research on this Moringa plant with this product, Zizia, and my goal is to totally get off all my medications and just control it <clears throat> with diet and this um, this product that I'm trying, and, the, and I did a lot of research on this moringa plant. Um, I, I hope you look it up and and give some feedback what you feel also. But um, I also spoke to this uh, one woman who was on Remicade uh, IV for Crohn's. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a lot worse than me. I only have like moderate, and right. she 
into severe. And she hasn't been on the Remicade now for two years taking this uh, Zizia product from the Moringa plant. So I'm I'm in the process of trying that, and I'm going to the doctor in July, and I'm going to talk to him about it and tell him what I'm doing. And, hey, he's the one that gave me the, told me to get the, the, the book Wheat Belly, so I know he's all open to all this, you know, uh, natural stuff and everything, which is good because some yeah. doctors aren't. And, and just, just a real caution here, when we say the word natural, we all automatically think natural equals safe equals good. Um, I would just be real careful. There are a lot of studies going on with complementary medicine, and I would consider supplements or plants or a lot of the things that you're, you're starting to mention here as, as complementary medicine. And we know that there are studies that show many of these things are very, very effective, but many are not. So I think it's real important when you do research or when somebody's trying to find out about something um, that you find scientific studies as opposed right. to just hearsay or you know some, somebody that says, I did this and it worked for me. Well, and that also to, and to keep yeah. your doctor in the loop, which you're doing too. Yes, absolutely. My son's a rheumatologist, and I shared it with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he kind of said, well, you know, he knows me. You know, I'm going to pretty much do what I want anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he said, well, you know, you can go ahead and try it. and Because uh, he knew I did the research on it. And uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I mean, I've spoken to the higher ups of the company, and uh, I've spoken to them. I've seen their research. People who are doing research it includes like Johnson's, and um, they even wrote a little bit about it and uh, the cancer. So, so when when they send you research, and you probably know this, but but for people listening, um, we want to make sure that they send you peer reviewed scientific journal research uh, that's going to be, you know, random, double-blind. So we want to make sure it's truly legitimate scientific research. Um, it's important that it's that way. And, and I know that, and, I've, and I'm just sort of jumping in here for a second, one of the things that I've seen, too, and a lot of the different uh, – you know, different uh, nutritional additives and things is that they'll say, you know, that it is research, but what it turns out is, is that one ingredient – out of perhaps 12 that they've that they've concocted together has undergone peer review research and they're trying to apply the whatever results for that one ingredient are to the other 11 and so you know it's it's like you really also have to look at it, the whole component uh, just as we wouldn't uh say that the uh you know the the Ford F150 is a wonderful truck because uh Goodyear tires are good uh is is the same thing. So when we see it, it sounds a little bit mumbo and jumbo-ish, but a lot of these places who that's try to sell stuff to people really do say, hey, yeah, we've been scientific research, you know, blah 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 blah. And then the moment you contact them, it's it's like, well, yeah, you know, we uh, we we funded a study in uh, the Philippines. Well, and not th- that alone wouldn't make it a bad. But study. it's very difficult for you to go and check out. That, no, no that, you want it to be published in a journal, peer-reviewed. Um, so, I don't. I haven't done research on the moringa plant, so I don't. I don't know that one myself. I do think there's a lot of things out there that we're learning a lot about, and that we're learning things that we never knew before actually can work along the lines of what you're saying. But I just think people have to be real careful. Oh, I do too. That's, that's, you're absolutely right. 
Yeah, that's what we were saying earlier. You know, it's always always good to check with your doctor. And, you know, I was looking at your website, and you, you have a lot of great information on your website uh, at roadcooking.com, nutrition, recipes. You've even got sample menus. But, uh, Don, let me quickly ask you here, what what are some of uh, – what are some of the best tips you can give drivers in who are wanting to, uh, you know, watch their health and, and do better with their lifestyle? So what what are some of the best tips you can give them? Well, I'm not going to do a David Letterman top ten list, but here's one of the things that you know, I, I earlier said, take charge of your food life. You know, you can eat in a restaurant just, you know, you can do okay. But uh, quite honestly, you can save. I mean, in the book we played a little game where I just, you know, kind of priced things out. And I and I explored uh, just based on cooking in the cab versus buying meals, the same meal, admittedly, every day. You could save $5,000 a year by cooking for yourself. Now, I don't know how many miles you would have to drive, Alan, in order to net out $5,000 in your pocket. Right. But that that would kind of give you an impression of it. So, so just on the cost basis alone, but if you, it, it's not a really complicated thing to launch into. Every truck that I know of has got an, what we now call an accessory port. We don't call them cigarette lighters anymore, but it has an accessory port. And you can get one of those lunchbox ovens. You can plug it right in there. And uh, there's a thousand different things you can cook in one of those lunchbox ovens beyond simply a can of Campbell's soup, which a lot of guys do use the lunchbox oven for to warm up a can of soup. But you can certainly cook chicken breast and rice and vegetables. Now, if you have an inverter, if you have an APU, my gosh, you can you can just basically load up a full kitchen back there in the sleeper. Uh, if you wanted to use something like a George Foreman grill, you need about 1,500 watts of dedicated power. The same thing goes for an electric fry pan. But on the flip side, in the recipe I sent you for Cajun chicken, uh, that's a slow cooker recipe. You know, a crock pot, a full-blown big crock pot only pulls about 300 watts which means that if you really wanted to push it, you could get that Cobra uh, plug in, you know, stick in your cigarette lighter inverter, which I guess gives 400 watts, and you'd probably be able to run that crock pot on there. Um, in any event, there's a lot of different kitchen tools that you can get if you want to cook. Now, even if you don't cook, uh, and Pam mentioned breakfast, you know, hey, uh, a small, a small, underline the word small, bowl of cereal, or if you have a way to heat up some water, Make a make a packet of instant oatmeal, a little bit of fruit on the side, maybe even um, you know some yogurt to get the protein in the mix. Uh, these are all great ways to to go. In fact, we've uh, had a little bit of a floating conversation. One of our uh, driver friends on Facebook uh, the other day posted a picture of what his 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 breakfast was, which was oatmeal, blueberries, and bananas. And it was really a very nice looking. I know we suddenly got about 17 or 18 different comments floating on that. And uh, so folks are interested in that. But yeah, cold cuts for lunch with a, you know, make a small sandwich, have a piece of fruit, uh, have a diet pop. You know, pop, drivers want to get healthy. Simply switch from full blown sugar pop to diet pop. We've had guys, literally, we've talked with people who said, I drink three liters of Mountain Dew a day. Well, if you drink three liters of Mountain Dew a day, Alan, you will be taking in an extra 11,000 calories a week. Wow. At 3,500 3, calories a pound, that's three-plus pounds a week that you could gain just by drinking pop. So just switching from full test to light pop, if you will, diet pop, you're going to pull a lot of those extra wasted calories out of your diet. 
Uh, so there's a lot of different sure, would things. would probably that you can do. even be better um, on your kidneys and everything, I would think, if they could at all. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, certainly there's a there's a lot of different things. I mean, colas, of course, leach a lot of calcium out of bones and things like that. Uh, you got men actually have to be aware of osteoporosis as well as women. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I'm not. I don't think we're pushing diet pop. We're, we're just trying to limit those calories. Right, right. right. Well, I tell you what I'm hearing is, uh, I mean, all of this is feasible, but what I'm hearing is it's going to have to take a, a conscious effort from the driver. Absolutely. Yeah, and what I'd say, I mean, we talk about a lot of different things, and there's so many things to talk about. Find one thing that you think you can do right now, a small thing. In fact, there's a great little website called smallsteps.gov. Uh, where the, they go into nutrition and many other things that you can make little lifestyle changes and, uh, you know, can, can really make a difference in your life. But pick one thing that you really think you could start to do. Maybe maybe you're going to say, all right, I'm not going to drink all the pop. Or, you know, I'm going to watch the portion sizes. Or, or I'm going to walk around the truck ten times or for a little exercise. Whatever it's going to be. We want to build on success. We don't want people to fail. We want to. We don't want to have so many things on the list that you feel like, oh, I'm a failure. I blew it. So just pick one thing, get that into your daily routine. Maybe it's to eat breakfast, and maybe it's not going to be the healthiest breakfast to begin with. But just eating something is a major change for you. So whatever that one thing is for you, make it part of your routine. Once you're really comfortable with doing that, pick the next thing. But Pam said I could have that donut for breakfast. <laughs> so you just want to you just well, want to, you know, go slow. Yeah, now Pam, you do uh individual consulting? I do. Now uh from from roadcooking.com or is there another site for that? Uh actually there's an individual consult page uh that I think John has updated. I'm not I'm not sure when the last time he was he was in there. But yeah, we do individual consults through the Road Cooking website. Um obviously I do that at my regular hospital job too. And it's and it's 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 verbal. It's not uh It's on the phone. Yeah, it's not email stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. All and right. usually what I I'll tell you just to start out with I usually have people keep a food diary. The biggest first step for people is just becoming aware of what they're doing uh and keeping track of everything they eat and drink for a day, like 24 hours and the best guess at the amounts so that we can start to have a sense of all right, here's your pattern of what you actually do food-wise because most people they actually really don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you um you know, this whole series that we're doing um, we're trying to, you know, bring on people who have a service, who help drivers, who are vocal, uh, and use social media. Have you found that um, social media has helped you spread your message? Um, let's see, because you started when, in 2004, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and John's got a road cooking uh there, yeah, there's the Road Cooking group over on Facebook uh, where I think it's supposed to be an open forum, but I, I seem to get an awful lot of folks requesting an, an invite to join it. So uh, one way or the other, all you have to do is uh, let us know that you want to be part of it. And it's a great spot for folks to uh, post their thoughts about in-cab cooking, uh, nutrition, ask questions, a variety of things. So, yes, definitely there. Uh, we also have, obviously, the website uh, from time to time, I am over on Twitter, but I find that the uh, 140 characters tends to be a little bit handcuffing. Yeah, you pretty much have to 
yeah. back down. <laughs> well, let me ask you, uh, either one of you, uh, uh, one final question here before we got to close it down. We got a uh, Kari there, and she's in the chat. Oh, she's over in the chat room now, but she's wanting to know: Is there any such thing as an as a uh, electrolyte supplement that you can take orally? Pam, do you know of any anything well, like that? That's that's such a complicated question. I I don't know exactly what she's thinking about. I will tell you, if you're out running and you're starting to sweat, you do want to replace those electrolytes. Gatorade, believe it or not, is actually a pretty good drink when you when when you look at the label of what's in it. Personally, I like G2. It's a lower calorie Gatorade. Um, right. But that's what Alan. That yeah, that's what I that's what I do. Yeah. So I mean. I, I'm guessing that's what she's referring to, but it's actually a much longer answer. We can we can get our electrolytes from food as well, but I'm not I'm not sure what her circumstance is. Okay, well she said I, I read the rest of the question as opposed to drinking Gatorade, but <laughs> but we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I mean the the G2 is what I use and uh, uh, I I like it a lot. So uh, yeah, and it's a really good drink. And I'll tell you what, there's actually a ratio of what you want in those. It would take a while to go through it. Um, and Gatorade and G2 have it. A lot of these other energy drinks do not. So pe- people kind of uh, jump on Gatorade sometimes, but it's a pretty pretty good drink as far as what you know what they're trying to do with it. All and right. And Gatorade, well, by the way, has got a, Gatorade's got a great website. It's the Gatorade Science Institute, and they have incredible research on that website about all kinds of stuff. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. okay. That'd be cool. Well, listen. Uh, well, I'm sorry y'all came in late and the time missed oh, happened. Oh gosh. That, but that, but that happened sometimes. I got to thinking. Uh, oh, I bet, I bet they had the time wrong, and we had that happen once before. But glad, you, glad you made it anyway, and uh, everybody can check it out at roadtrucking.com and. Uh, Road uh, cooking. Road cooking. Uh, road, you know, what did I way, say? Road trucking. You said road trucking. Uh, <laughs> you know that's what you quickly, do when you try. Road, that's what happens yeah. when you try to talk and read at the same time. So. But, uh, well, real quickly, uh, you go to the, the website roadcooking.com. If you do wish to purchase a book, uh, just click on a book cover. It'll take you over to the store. And if you use the promo code TRUTH, TRUTH, like Truth and Justice, you'll save 15% on your order. All right. Yeah, we have that link up on our show, too, there. So Fantastic. Uh, well, listen, when, uh, when can people catch you guys on the Lockridge Report? We are on the first Thursday of every month, and it's usually at 1 o'clock Central Time, so that would be 2 o'clock Eastern. Okay, a lot okay. of people listen to Sirius and yeah. in their truck. So, uh, All right, well, well listen. Thanks for pre- including us today. I, we enjoyed it. Well, we're glad you, got, we're glad you made it, and we'll, uh, we'll have to do it another time, and we'll, uh, we'll make sure we get our time right. So, <laughs> yes, thank you. In case but he came in late. This is um, Pam Pam Whitfield and Don Jacobson from uh, Road Cooking. So okay, appreciate it, guys, and we'll uh, we'll try to do this again. Okay, thanks, thanks again. a lot. Bye bye. All right. So much. Uh, let me see here. Let me go up here. Yeah, I thought it might have been a time issue there, but uh, hey, they made it, and we got some info in. So. Uh, all right, I tell you what, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, Donna will have our weekly announcements along with an update, I think, about the Mexico detained truck driver Jabin Bogan. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more about that, so uh, stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back.
Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AssetTrucker.com with an important message for owner-operators and fleet owners. Hajon Incorporated is a company that makes the Dynasys APU, and if you're considering an auxiliary power unit for your truck but thought you just couldn't afford it, you need to talk to the Dynasys guys about their all-new financing program. The Dynasys APU saves fuel and provides AC, heating, plug-in power, all of those comfort necessities you deserve when you have to shut down for your mandatory break. It's definitely the smart way to be comfortable and save money. Their finance program is designed to make your monthly payment nearly half of what you're spending on fuel with their goal of making APUs available for every hardworking driver. They realize that times are tough and that credit is hard to come by, so they offer full credit plans giving all owner-operators and fleet owners a guaranteed financing opportunity. They can even get you hooked up with grants that can cover APU costs as well. Give them a call at 1-800-289-8282. It's toll-free, 1-800-289-8282, or just Google search Dynasys APU. Visit them online at hodjohn.com. That's H-O-D-Y-O-N.com. The Dynasys APU, the best solution to engine idling. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, announcements this week. Donna, what's going on? Well, I've got a few. I want to start out uh, about our convention uh, as we prepare for the second annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention. Uh, it is... October the 26th through the 28th at Harris, and this year our theme is the Circle of Trust as we uh, gather and unite professional drivers and those within the industry who believe that honesty and transparency are the tools uh, for positive change and success. Um, again, that's October 26th through the 28th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, you can go to www.truckingsocialmedia.com. Uh, check out all the links, the speaker links. Uh, Alan just posted the schedule of events today. And just look around, and uh, it has a registration link. And just go ahead and register. You're, you're, you definitely will not be sorry. Um, <clears throat> our speakers are going to be Elaine Papp of the FMCSA, Richard Wilson of Trans Products, Rick Ash of the Trucking Solutions Group, Chris Voss of the Chris Voss Show and Kyla Lieberg of Truckers Against Trafficking. Uh, the highlight is going to be there will be two open forums where you can walk up and uh, have your voice heard. Uh, one will be on Saturday for uh, the trucking topics and Sunday for social media topics. Uh, we want to give a, uh, a big shout out to our sponsors, our platinum sponsors being uh, Pilot Flying J and Challenge Magazine. Our gold sponsors are Navistar and Hodgson. Um, they have the Dynasys APU. 
And Silver is Zada, Tripsheet Central, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, Air Dock, and Cobra. Uh, Cobra, by the way, has donated $5,000 worth of products for drivers. So, uh, Oh, I saw that list. Holy cow. Yeah, he's got all kinds. Um, <clears throat> we're also planning on something uh, really big that's coming in, and I'm going to surprise everybody, hopefully, by our next show. We'll be able to announce that. It'll also be up on the website. Um, it's something pretty exciting, and uh, I actually haven't shared it with anybody yet, so uh, it's going to be a surprise for everybody. Our bronze sponsors uh, who are also supporting us are Transport Watch, KC Trucker, Real, Real Women in Trucking, Truck Drivers Money Saving Tips, TruckerToTrucker.com, Allen and Ayers Productions, Idle Air, and Trans Products and Services are supporting sponsors. Thank you very much, Waller Truck Company and Kathy Cass uh, from the Trucking Blog, A Trucker's Wife. Um, we're thrilled to have James McCormick uh, back again this year uh, from Trucking Careers of America, Hope Rivenberg from Jason's Law, James Napier of the Sunshine Survivor Group, and Tony Hamilton of Trucker Charity. Uh, will also be there. So it's going to be a tremendous uh, group of people. Uh, the Jason uh, Rivenberg Making a Difference Award, uh, uh, the nominees for that, if you haven't voted, you can go on Facebook, and um, I'm going to place the link up on our blog too so you can vote right from askthetrucker.com. Uh, but the nominees this year uh, are Kari Fisher, Sandy Long, Kyla Lieberg, Kathy Cass, and Desiree Wood. So you can um, vote for uh, the winner of the Making a Difference Award. They receive a plaque in $500. So that's a pretty big award. Um, on our Mexican Custom Officials uh, corroborates the trucker story. Um, this was out on Overdrive Magazine today online. And uh, the show we did about um, J um, uh, Bogan, Mr. Bogan, Jabin Bogan, uh, who is detained in Mexico. We had the show. His mother, the lawyer, and uh, the trucking company were on the show. How uh, He went into Mexico uh, by accident. He made a wrong turn, and he is now in jail over in Mexico. You can listen to the replay of our last uh, blog talk radio show we had on that uh, about six weeks ago. But anyway, the news today is that three additional Mexican customs agents swore under oath before um, – uh, before Trevino that the cargo was on open pallets and covered in plastic, another indication that the trucker was not attempting to smuggle the ammo. He was carrying ammunition uh, on the truck. Uh, it supposedly was not the kind that the cartel used. Uh, there is a, a Texas, Texas congressman uh, doing an online petition and a website called www.freejabin. Dot com and Jabin is uh, J-A-B-I-N, so it's freejabin.com, and uh, they're rallying support for him. But that was uh, uh, very good, exciting news to hear today. Um, if you remember, Dan Fuller of hotelsfortruckers.com started all this uh, when he first got arrested. Um, uh, Dan really put a lot of effort and work into spreading the word. He called us. We had the radio show. And uh, thank you very much, Dan. Uh, Dan Fuller of HotelsForTruckers.com. Uh, go ahead, Alan. You sound like you want to say something. Well, so basically these Mexican officials down there, they corroborated his story. I, absolutely. So, um, this is what we've been saying all along. I'm going to be uh, calling uh, Alisa up. That's his mom. 
and uh, see what more news, uh, you know, hopefully it's good news that we can share, um, you know, and if we have it, I'll post it on Facebook or in Twitter or um, Alan will write a blog post or something, but we we were very concerned about this, and um, I'm just praying that um, she'll have good news when I call her tomorrow. Um, missing truck driver alert. Uh, Kari Fisher, founder of the Missing Truck Driver Alert, and I just I just lost my my notes. Just be patient with me, because she has um, information on how you can join that. You can go to missingtruckdriver.com. You can sign up there, or let's see, I I clicked something on my computer. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Um, there is now a dedicated phone line for this, and this is if you want alerts to your phone when there's a missing truck driver. Uh, you sign up. You just send a text message to the phone number 720-202-5606, and what that does is it puts you on a list to be alerted when there is a missing truck driver. Uh, and the information will be sent to your phone. Uh, and this can help locate uh, the drivers across the country, sometimes who go missing for two and three weeks before they're found. Um, and this all started when Mark Williams was uh, was missing. And we put out an alert, or Kari created a page and put out an alert uh, along with uh, Hal and Cheryl on uh, but Carrie founded this uh, this page, and within a couple of days, this driver was located. Unfortunately, he was deceased. Um, however, you know, God only knows how long it would have taken to locate him um, if this wasn't put out on Facebook, because it was because of social media uh, that he was found. So now there's an alert page. You can sign up. You can go on Facebook. You can go to the website, and it's missing truck driver. <clears throat> Uh, alert.com on Facebook and missing truck driver uh, dot wordpress.com on uh, that's the blog on on your regular uh, website. So let's see what else do I have? I'm doing a different system tonight, guys. So just bear with me here. Okay, we just wanted to announce yesterday. Uh, Rick Ash uh, had a tremendous conference. Uh, with the Trucking Solutions Group, and uh, uh, drivers wrote in, asked their questions to Administrator Ann Farrow, who they had on the conference call, and she did answer them. So uh, it, it, to us, it just shows uh, a tremendous amount of uh, awareness that's going on now between the drivers and the FMCSA. Uh, to to try to get these points across, and uh, what a, what a tremendous uh, conference it was. So you can listen to the replay at the www.truckingsolutionsgroup.org. Uh, some of the topics were health, um, EOBR, CSA points for accidents that are not the fault of the driver, CDL training speed limiters, detention pay. Um, there was quite a bit discussed on this one conference call. Um, let's see. Well, I think I think that's it. We As we continue our uh, series of uh, 
those who are very active in social media who provide services, products, or information for truck drivers. Um, uh, we, we, hope, we hope you all attend the Truck Driving Social Media Convention in October. Again, that's www.truckingsocialmedia.com because we really look forward to uh, to seeing all of you. So uh, I think I I think that's it for tonight. I do know that the transportation bill, Alan. Um, <clears throat> uh, somebody, Bill, was telling me that uh, Todd on Overdrive had something written that they're coming up. The Senate version is coming up, so we might want to check out Overdrive magazine. Uh, online or on Facebook and see what's going on with the transportation bill. I know uh, you didn't have a chance to look at it, and neither did I yet, so uh, I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, don't forget, everybody, you know, uh, the EOBR in the transportation bill in the Senate version uh, was a big deal, and um, I hope I hope everybody is calling their reps and senators to, uh, to share your, uh, you know, non-approval of EOBRs being mandated. So, uh, and also, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the $100,000 uh, uh, freight bond <clears throat> is also uh, might be in that, but I'm not sure. So, we need to take a look and see what's going on um, tonight on Facebook. All right, we'll do that. So, that wrap you up here? I think so. Yeah, we just kind of ran out of time and didn't get, didn't get to everything, but. So I guess that will do it for this broadcast. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites and become a follower of the show. We appreciate it. And thanks again to our guests, Pam Whitfield and Don Jacobson of Road Cooking. And check out their books over at roadcooking.com and just a lot of information, great information on that website, roadcooking.com. And for a limited time, if you use the promo code TRUTH, you'll receive an instant 15% discount off. So you can't beat that. So and, uh, hey, listen, if you want a great CD with some fantastic trucking songs you can tap your foot to while running down the road, go over to TonyJusticeMusic.com and grab his newest release, On the Road. The CD is also available at all Pilot Flying J travel centers nationwide. And the title song was written by country music superstar Kenny Chesney. So check it out. It's the On the Road album by fellow trucker Tony Justice. TonyJusticeMusic.com and pick it up at the next Pilot Flying J Travel Center you come to. So we'll leave you with Tony Justice performing one of the songs from the On the Road CD. So here's Tony with Trick My Truck. So have a great evening, everyone. And until next time for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Hey, drive safe and thanks for listening. <laughs> Taking her own sweet time She's a bussin' and a guzzin' Running me way behind Sleeper lost a corner in a jackknife My trailer last year It's beat all to hell And hung up in damn six gear I wish somebody would trick my truck it's broker than you know what Squeaking louder than a rubber duck Ain't nothing but I still get stuck This thing's slower than a one-wheel drive Can't even get it
number system bed jobs for my back and a DVD. Beads to cover up the master suite and a big old flat screen TV. <laughs> Ain't gonna be an HD, but it'd be nice if it was. Just give me planes and chrome, make it go faster than it does. I wish somebody would treat my truck, cause it's broker than you know what. Squeaking louder than a rubber duck. Ain't nothing but a still get stuck. This thing's slower than. Chrome knob. 